Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Last Saturday night marked Tisha B'Av, as we've spoken a bit about this summer. Just a quick reminder for those that may not have been following, Tisha B'Av commemorates many tragedies that occurred in Jewish history, but especially the destruction of the ancient temples in Jerusalem and the whole way of life that surrounded those temples. This Shabbat, tomorrow morning, as Cantor Eddie just said, we begin reading a selection of seven Haftarah portions, which are all from the book of Isaiah. Um, these uh, portions speak of the reunification of God and Israel after this destruction and point us towards a future of hope and possibility. At the end of those seven weeks is, anyone know? Rosh Hashanah. So we begin a liturgical cycle that points us towards Rosh Hashanah, towards that Yom Truah, that day of calling out, that day of total reunification of God and the Jewish people. Here at the start of these seven weeks, we find some of the most beautiful lines in the Tanakh. Nachamu, nachamu, Comfort, O oh comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and declare to her that her term of service is over. That her iniquity is expiated. For she has received at the hand of God double for all her sins. A voice rings out. Clear in the desert a road for Adonai, level in the wilderness a highway for our God. Let every valley be raised. Every hill and mountain made low. Let the rugged ground become level and the ridges become a plain. Thank you, Cantor Addy. These words speak to each of us. Take comfort. Take comfort. The time of struggle has passed. Renewal is in the future. I became curious about this idea of comfort as I was preparing for this Shabbat. What does it mean for Isaiah to tell us to take comfort? And what does it mean in Jewish terms to be comfortable? I mean, is Isaiah telling us to go home and put on sweats and relax on the couch? Sounds good to me. Is that what the prophet envisioned when he told us about a future renewal of Jewish life in the land after destruction? I'm not a linguist, but I'm really good at Google. 
and I'm pretty quick with the huge Jastro Hebrew and Aramaic dictionary, so I did a little bit of research on the word comfort. The English verb comfort, as in to comfort, seems to come to us from the Latin word confortare, meaning to strengthen much. I suppose this implies that to comfort is to help someone move from some kind of weariness or weakness, discomfort, into strength. To be comfortable in English is in some way to be strong. The Hebrew word nachamu, which we translate as take comfort because it is the tzivui form or the command form of the verb, comes from the root nun chet mem, or nacham, in its simple form, meaning to be at ease. I find the subtle etymological differences between the Hebrew and the English interesting. Certainly being strong, comfortable, and being at ease, nacham, are different, particularly as reactions to trauma. Remember, Isaiah is telling the people, nachamu, nachamu, ami, after they have experienced one of the most significant tragedies in Jewish memory. So what is it to be strong as opposed to being at ease in reaction to trauma? Said differently, what state of mind and spirit might we reach for after we have experienced something painful? I want to suggest that in this simple line, nachamu, nachamu, ami, take comfort, take comfort, my people, or perhaps more precisely, be at ease, be at ease, my people. The prophet Isaiah reminds us of the importance of vulnerability in our own processes of healing from past trauma. It seems like for many of us, there is this human impulse to try to be strong after something bad has happened, to power through it, as it were. And even though the idea of not doing so, of actually tending to our feelings and being vulnerable, is not new and perhaps might even feel a little cliche, I wonder how many of us actually do it? How many of us give ourselves the time and space to really be present with our own pain and the ways we have been hurt in our lives? My sense is that this is one of those things that we all kind of know is probably good for us, but that many of us may not actually really do in a way that gives us space to heal. I say this with the assumption that we've all had our own temples destroyed in our lives at some point, that we've all experienced things that made us feel like our world was ending, and we had to find ways to live that we could not have imagined we would ever have had to find before. Judaism reminds us that when we open ourselves up, when we are able to be open-hearted and expressive, when we are in a certain way, nacham, at ease, we can create space for growth and healing. When we are closed off in, a, in, a, in an attempt to muscle through the pain of what we have lived through, when we are just trying to be strong, or what we perceive to be strong, we often can't hear the truth in our own hearts. After Isaiah tells us, Nachamu, Nachamu, he then continues, Let every valley be raised and every hill and mountain made low. 
which we might understand as a metaphor for great and dramatic change, the actual shifting of worlds. Isaiah's promise is that when we allow ourselves to settle into places of vulnerability, to really be in touch with and process what we have experienced, we can find radical change for ourselves on the other side of that work. As we move towards the High Holy Days, towards the season in our calendar of personal healing and growth, I offer us this wisdom from Isaiah. The path to wholeness and healing is one of openness and vulnerability. True comfort, true well-being in Jewish tradition includes what might at first appear to be deeply uncomfortable, an open spirit and an open heart. Blessings on that journey, and Shabbat Shalom.